YouTubers are almost like friends with you, right? Because you watch their video as an entertainment and ads require context. If you take your ad and put it outside of the context of what it's about, people are not going to take action as much because they're kind of showing you and letting you. And this is something that we mentioned about in the previous episodes, like they wanted to let you know and see how your life is going to be like if this product or service is presented in your life. Especially nowadays, people, they don't want to be sold anymore. They want to be convinced about something and they want to know why they're, they're getting it. Welcome to the Filmmaker Wannabes podcast. This podcast is for all the aspiring filmmakers out there. We explore the philosophy of the creative life, the daily challenges, the current and the future of the industry. Back in the day, in the age of television, brands and advertising companies, they held the attention. They were the gatekeepers. Back in the day when you were watching television, you had no choice but to watch whatever is in front of you. But I feel like as the internet has come along and things have changed, I feel like the power has shifted basically where in today's world, things are a little different. It's more about creators doing things from their house and rather than institutions and brands showing things and broadcasting it to the world and people being in a way not forced to but having nothing else but to watch what's whatever is in front of them this is what i want to talk about today it's this it's this shift in the power dynamics that has happened over the last couple of years between advertising companies in terms of what they advertise and what they show us of commercials and the current content creators or youtubers because I feel like you have brands who are spending millions and millions of dollars in ads that in today's world don't end up being seen much, right? Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, you have YouTubers making videos, uh, sometimes at the comfort of their home and amassing millions and millions of views. Obviously that's a general generalization, right? Like it doesn't happen for everybody. And not all brands are failing in doing commercials and advertising, but that's what I want to talk about today. I think it's especially because I work in the commercial space, right? And I mm -hmm. see what goes on there. So what do you think is it that advertising companies that are not getting that YouTubers do understand and content creators do understand in terms of holding the attention, in terms of marketing and in terms of content creation in today's world? I guess we can make it a bit more clear to the audience in, in what exactly are we talking about as a advertising companies like mm -hmm. what exactly are they doing versus youtube so when you talk about these big budget <laughs> commercials like are, are you talking about the ones that we saw on tv or like these five second advertisement on before you watch a youtube video or like instagram facebook what are we talking about i think it's both because we don't watch tv anymore it's mostly social media so i would say the ads that you see on social media which you used to watch on television yeah i do think that there's a lot of this is some, something i thought for a long time as well like is it even worth spending so much money making a a high quality video commercial versus maybe you you pay a youtuber to to sponsor for you right or like mm -hmm. what are the results how do you measure the results that a, a big budget commercial can bring you versus a you know youtuber brings to to a product or a brand i think this is something that we can kind of explore for daily like but i think you're talking about youtuber as an individual they're making lots of money for themselves versus a, a product company making advertisement right is that what you're talking about I I think it's about attention. Attention is the currency and everybody's trying to get a hold of that. And once you get hold of that, then 
you can direct people to do what you want them to do and youtubers seem to be holding the attention or content creators in general but advertising companies don't seem to be holding the attention and i kind of want to i don't have a definite answer as to why that's the case and i don't think there is a definite answer but i kind of want to explore that like why is it that even though there's millions and millions of dollars being poured into these very well produced and polished ads they're still not yielding that much attention and i personally as someone who works on them sometimes i wouldn't watch them right and and even some these these bigger companies they're getting into the youtube space as well right they're creating their own youtube channel trying to yeah. create content for their audience and the the first thing that i would think of, think of is that the reason why i think youtubers are getting much more attention than uh, these commercial is that youtubers they are giving values first Maybe mm. the, the first two years of you being a YouTuber, you're not getting any sponsor, you're not getting any AdSense, right? But you're just putting out content, giving values, giving entertainment, education, whatever it is to your audience, right? So kind of like during this, the course of these two years, you build a trust between you and your audience, right? They believe that you want to provide value for them. Whereas when you see a commercial, it's like there's, a, there's an ask inside that commercial, which is maybe you buy a product, right? You go to their website, they're directly asking you to do something for them instead of you giving them value. And I think that's what kind of alienates the companies with their audience. And when you look at YouTubers, it's like, I've been giving you values for all these years, right? So I guess it would be normal if, if you can help me out and, and check out this product or something. And I think as a fan of a YouTuber, you would be happily, you, you, you'll be happy to do so just because you're a big fan of them. I think that's a pretty good point that you're making. It's when you provide value to the to your audience at the beginning, it's like you've built this trust. You've overcome that barrier between you and the audience. And over time, they, they give you their time because they trust you as a person. And yeah. now you can ask them to do something. It's like you've given them all this value. And then when you ask them to do something, they'll do it for you. you know, they'll do that. That's and they'll tell point, other people to do it for you as well. Like you, I think the best example you can look at is Gary Vee. He's been putting out yeah. content for many, many years. And he never in a single video did you, did you see or heard him saying that go buy this. Yeah. The only time when like the biggest ask that he has ever done is when his NFT collection dropped, right? The, the V friends. And he made yeah. like millions of dollars out of that. And before that, yeah. he's just been pumping out contents nonstop every single day. And, and like the result of that is he can just drop hand-drawn NFTs and people are like fighting for it. And I think that's a really good good example of it. I, I would add on that is that also YouTubers have their content is pretty personalized. You know, when you watch someone, you know, it's that's his video. That's that's his own thing that he makes. They, their own fingerprints are on in the videos. And so you can recognize them. You can see them. It's like you're talking to a person, which a lot of advert advertising, advertising companies and these corporate institutions, they fail to understand that. And their voice is very blunt. It's very neutral. And it feels like you're talking to a wall, really, <laughs> most of the times. So that's why people maybe don't give a shit sometimes. Yeah. And, and it's like the, the, the touch point between you and the product. I, I, I think I read it somewhere. I think it's from Daniel Priestley. He said that you need to have at least seven touch points between you and the, the seller or something like that before they start to develop trust with you. YouTubers are almost like friends with you right because you watch mm. their video as an entertainment and it's, it's like if your friend told you that especially this friend let's say is a gamer right and you watch him do all kinds of gaming you know stuff and you really like him and you're good friends if one day he said that hey this keyboard is really good you will go buy it 
just because you know yeah. there's, there's this trust built between you two whereas advertisement company they come and tell you to buy something immediately without you knowing what they're about who they right? are exactly so yeah. that that's like people don't like to be sold nowadays they want to kind of make decision by their own and so if if they already trust someone really really much they'll listen to whatever you want to sell them it's about also part of the value that youtubers are bringing is entertainment like talking about these gaming channels and all of that when you're entertained by someone and you've spent hours watching him and you've built that like you said that trust between you and him and now there is no barrier involved and so when he tells you to buy that keyboard you're gonna buy it Uh, unlike brands who directly ask you to do something I would add to that also like authenticity. YouTubers, when you're talking to a YouTuber, it feels like when you watch a YouTuber, it feels like you're watching a person. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's no fakeness in it. You know, it's very real a lot of the times and it's very raw. And so, yeah, it feels like you're talking to your friend. The content is pretty, a lot of it is pretty authentic. And especially nowadays, people, they don't want to be sold anymore. They want to be convinced about something and they want to know why they're they're getting it. And they, they prefer to get it from someone that they know and trust then and add that they've just randomly seen. And yeah, it just, yeah. it, it makes all of that, makes makes this the ad resonate with the viewer. You watch it and it hits home to you. And so you take action. For sure. But then it, it comes to a question though, like this YouTuber, right? Uh, pro- promoting product is so efficient. Then is it even necessary to, to create high quality video commercials then at this point? That's a good question because some brands are actually heading towards that direction, which is trying to create authentic and raw videos because that's what they've seen YouTubers have done. And that's what has succeeded for these content creators. And so they're trying, a lot of brands are trying to replicate that and even replicate the voice of YouTubers. And so you find brands trying to speak with their audience or with the people that follow them in the voice of a human being. And you notice, you really notice that with, I think Nike does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Whenever like you see them reply to other people in the comments, it's very much like a, you feel like a p- person is speaking. And at the end of the day, look, I think brands and corporations are people, right? And people connect with people. Mm-hmm. And so if you make your brand like a nice, likable person, then the masses are going to connect with that person and they're going to buy your product because that's what we connect with. That's what life is about, right? It's just people talking to people. And that's why YouTubers have succeeded so much, in my opinion. It's because you're seeing what's on the other side, right? And it's a human and you're connecting with that human. Yeah, but but I would say that in terms of video commercials, I do see a trend in the way you structure a video commercial. And I believe there will, there will still be a high demand for high these high production value video commercials. It's just the way that you do it is gonna be a lot more different than before. This YouTuber promoting product sponsor, whatever it is, definitely affected uh, our field. But I think the thing that is definitely we're gonna see less is this hard sales commercial. So back in the day, mm. I'm probably doing like the 90s or the 2000s, you see a lot of this TV commercial that says, oh, $2.99, go buy now, right? Yeah, and like, yeah. Like, you, you will see less of these, but you're gonna see more and more video commercial that is more trying to structure their brand image. So you can see a video commercial that it just shows you what this brand is all about, but they don't tell you to buy anything. So it's kind of similar to what you do, YouTubers are doing. It's like, I'm not telling you to buy anything. I'm just telling you what I'm about, right? And if, especially if you look at these higher uh, luxury brand, you see Rolex, you see um, you know Louis Vuitton, Hermes, or, or Porsche, whatever these car brands, 
they show you their product is really nice, very cool, but they never tell you to buy it or something like that. Like you, I, I definitely notice a lot more because they're kind of showing you and letting you, and this is something that we mentioned about in the previous episodes, like they wanted to let you know and see how your life is going to be like if this product or service is presented in your life, right? If you start to have a life with this thing and they're just letting you imagine it, but they're not really like hard selling you and telling you to buy it. They just want you to know that we exist. This is what we stand for. If you feel, you know, related to us, you resonate with what we do, then come and join us. You know, it's kind of like you said, it's like a, a more humane approach. Like we're a big family. You know, if you feel like you're among the Nike family, come join us. If you feel like you're an Adidas mm-hmm. family, this is what we're all about. So when you look at their commercial, right, maybe they start to have more and more, you know, these uh, inclusive, you know, start to see Latinos, you start to see Asian, you know, they like to do this kind of stuff because they want you to feel like you're you're part of that family, right? Yeah. And, and Apple is doing that as well. It's less about hardcore selling, you know, direct selling, like go buy this, this is how much it costs. And more about connecting with you as a person and build, building a relationship. It's more relationship focused, I would say, right? You know, like we're friends, you're gonna buy me because you trust me as a brand. Yeah. Rather than go buy this and buy that. And that's what people seem to be, that's what at least the direction that we're heading towards, it seems like. Uh, to be honest, one thing that really, really annoys me about advertisements right now, it's this poppy style that they have. Like you're scrolling on Instagram or you're scrolling through stories and then suddenly an ad about real estate agent pops up, mm-hmm. you know? And But that's not what you were there for. Like, that's not what I was, the video that I was watching is about. That's not what I am here for. I'm here for something else, you know, mm-hmm. to watch something else. And so this kind of poppy style that the ads have is really, really annoying to me. And so mm-hmm. I think that a lot of brands that advertise in that way are also, I don't think this is the right way to do it because actually going back to um, back in the day, I watched a tweet or a thread that the CEO of Unsplash, the stock photography website, he talked about, he said, a lot of these brands, what they're missing or advertising companies, what they're missing is it's context, really like ads require context. If you if you take your ad and put it outside of the context of what it's about, then people people are not going to take action as much because the moment that you've appeared in front of them was not the right moment. You know, mm. if I ask you to do something right now and in, in the totally wrong time in the wrong place, you're not going to do it because it's, it's just it's just the wrong timing for it when the ads become more successful they're trying to hit you in the right time and in the right moment if you're watching a video about cars then if an ad if a car ad appears up that is very much related to what you're talking about you're going to relate to it much more than a car ad that pops up when you're watching something else and so yeah it's it's it really is context definitely and i think context is also like not only the timing but also like I, i talked about earlier it's like what it stands for right because I feel like nowadays, the quality of services and products are kind of like at the saturated point. It's like everything is just so good, right? You, you, technically, you cannot get anything that, that is bad. Even the, like the worst f- smartphone out there is like 10 times better than what we got like 10 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So at, at a day and age when everything is just so good, how do you really compete amongst all of these people? And right. I believe... 
I, I, I read this book uh, uh, from Ogilvy also. He, he, he said something along the lines like, when everyone has like similar skill set and same quality of output, the way that you have to stand out is like, you have to be the least risky options to them. They'll feel like mm. someone is not, maybe they don't represent what you stand for or you might have the same belief as them. I, I, I guess that's not what exactly he said, but that's what I get got out, out from that also. It's like branding is really important. If they feel more resonated with you, if you like you believe what they believe, then it's very likely that they would want to work with you or buy your product, yeah. right? Especially yeah. when you look at, I don't know, water or like hand cream, you know, whatever these type of things, it's just, everything is just so similar. How can you make choices between all of these products, right? Obviously, it, it you if you feel more related to it, then that would be the option. Yeah, it's it's going back to relationships, right? You want to help your friend, and if I'm your friend, you're gonna help me. If I'm just a random person on the street that you don't know anything about, you're not gonna relate to me. You're not gonna connect with me as a human being, and so you're not you, you're less likely to buy from me anything. But one thing that I really strikes me and I really wonder is what is it that goes on in the corporate world and in these organizations that are making these advertisements? I wonder what's their metric and what's their how do they measure success? Because if you're if you're making something that is clearly not you feel like it's not going to be watched by other people or are they do they feel like the stuff that they make is going is watched by other people? What goes on inside these organizations? Like I really, really wonder for the people that, you know, for these organizations that are spending shit ton of money on these ads that they know they're going to be boring and no one is going to watch them. Like what, what are they thinking? I always wonder that. I can give you a little bit of a sneak peek of what's going on. <laughs> give it it's, to me. Kai. It's a very dangerous topic, to be honest. I don't want to like um, ruin anything, any relationship. But yeah. I did have a couple of conversation with, I mean, I worked with uh, a lot of these, these uh, bigger brands, uh, marketing departments. To be honest, it's really, really like extreme, I would say. So mm. the ones who really cares, care about what they're putting out they have their own like metrics to measure success. But to okay. be honest, like when I was having this conversation with them about how do you measure success, I haven't seen a lot of them that gave me a reasonable answer. A lot of them is just like, oh, you know, lots of views, lots of clicks, you know, and, and especially the bigger the company is, the less effective they get, I, I guess, because maybe I'm just talking to a marketing specialist and all they yeah. want to do is just to keep their job, right? They don't want to mess up. They receive this budget from their boss, boss or whoever it is. And they tell just them want to spend it. Yeah, they sometimes, like really, a lot of them, they just want to spend it. And if it's mm. look decent enough, and if their boss liked it, they don't really care about the result. It really depends. But I've seen a lot of them, they say, oh, I just wanted the video to look cool. If my boss like it, I like it. They don't care about the results. Some of them, they care. Some of them, they say, okay, we want to reach certain amount of, you know, follows, certain amount of, um, you know, clicks. But yeah. to be honest, I haven't seen a lot of them. But the, for those who do, their systems are very well structured. And you can tell why they're making a lot more money than other people because these little details they care they about. They actually but care. Yeah, yeah. But to be to be frank, a lot of them, they, they're not really sure what video production can do. bring them in, in a, you know, in a tangible way. I suppose, yeah. like, and, and you that's don't something see the value that, in it. Exactly, exactly. Just, and I think it as a it's very important to, to study it. I think 
they should have we, we should have a serious like conversation between the the marketing people about building like real tangible results for them otherwise honestly i feel like it's a waste of money even though it's what we're doing as a living i do hope that we can m create like bigger impact for them otherwise like you said they're spending millions on on advertisement but they they don't really know if those videos Potential, are right. yeah are, are, are bringing them results or not and that's something that i guess it will continue to happen yeah and i'll years. tell you how you can i'll tell you how you can find out whether they care or not it's really through the feedback process when you're working on a video and all they care about is like the whether the logo is a little bit bigger or, a little <laughs> bit smaller or it's like oh you really God. can tell it's like come on what like what are we trying to do here it's 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 you feel like their ego gets in the process of achieving the actual result of like getting this stuff out well i know? don't want to make this and episode about complaint but like yeah, really like obviously. um a lot of them sometimes they just give feedbacks just to give feedbacks yeah. because you know they feel like if i don't give feedbacks you you're not making it better or like i'm not yeah. doing my job right so sometimes they just say these kind of stuff just to say something right it doesn't necessarily yeah, in an make ideal it yeah in an ideal world you would want you would want these advertising companies to know what they're doing to care about video and to understand the value that video could bring them and kind of understand what their voice is and use video as a tool to communicate with the public with the masses and connect with the masses as well but in reality that doesn't always seem to be the case is people out there in organizations who are trying to pass on the budget to create something to please their boss right so there's both sides but but you, you know what was interesting knows, though like the the ones who don't really usually if they don't care about the commercial tend to be the one who are not responsible for the results that this video is bringing also. So if the video is mm. meant to make the brand image of the company much better, technically is the the one who who's most concerned about this actually is the boss, is the CEO. The marketing mm -hmm. people, they, they don't need to take responsibility over whether or not the, the brand image of this company is, you know, is liked by everyone. It, essentially, it still come down to see the CEO's uh, responsibility. So... I would say like it's just for me sometimes it's frustrating that I feel like I care more about the the results than the client themselves. Yeah, and I've seen it a lot of times. <laughs> and, and and you know the thing is I I oftentimes I told them before we even start the project I said okay here's the results that we're looking for. So after we finish this project, every feedback that we are gonna be discussing has to be something that make us closer to this result. And if it's has if it has nothing to do with that then we don't talk about it or if you want to talk about it, we can't talk about it but it, it will be wasting both of our time i make it very clear yeah, yeah let's just not talk about it yeah because it's, it's useless <laughs> but eventually they still talk about it so what can i do <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't want to talk about it like, no, yeah talk I, about really <laughs> like i just had a client literally we both agree yeah yeah of course you know of course we care about results but then uh, like when we're at the editing process they mm, i don't like this little thing and then i was like okay but does, does it have to do with the result? To, this, I just yeah. don't like it. Can you just fix that? Okay. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You yeah, paid for okay. this. They have the final say. 